Hey there, voice teacher, friends, and colleagues. It is Nikki from Full Voice Music. Today's podcast, podcast number 50, 50. We are finishing up the second part of our vocalization tools discussion, and I am so excited. I'm going to preview some of the upcoming wonderful, insightful, inspiring podcasts that are coming up in our brand new third season that starts next month. Welcome to the Full Voice Podcast, teaching strategies and resources for voice teachers working with young singers. Now here's your host, Nikki Loney. Welcome back, voice teacher. Thank you so much. If you were listening to Podcast 49, that was our first part of the vocalization tool discussion. And I'm going to wrap it up and finish it up in this podcast. But before I do, please allow me to just have a little mini party here. It is our 50th podcast episode. And that's pretty huge. Well, it's huge to me. It's been an amazing journey. And one of the things that I really want to say is that um, I hope that these these interviews and these podcasts have been really helpful for you. But I want you to know that as as a music educator, as a private teacher who's still in the trenches, I have taken so much back to my students from talking to all these amazing guests. I have expanded my community of colleagues and I have voice teacher friends. I call them friends. They are dear friends. I I miss them. I, I, I wish they lived closer. But I have dear friends who I can consult and I can ask questions to, uh, and I'm just so lucky. It has leveled up my my ability as a teacher, as a performer, as an educator, and I'm so grateful. I am so grateful for this amazing community. I also want to shout out to all the teachers who participate on the Voice Teachers for Young Singers Facebook group. What a supportive and kind group of people you are helping others who are working with the kiddos. Uh, I'm so pleased. Again, my co-moderator, Dana Lentini, who's so lovely. I'm just such an amazing community. And I'm excited. I'm so excited for our upcoming season. So this 50th episode is also the final episode in season two. In September, we start our third season. And it was three years ago in September where I did my first interview with the very lovely Mr. Jordan Travis. And I have to say, I was probably more nervous than he was. And um, that's got, that got everything started. Uh, he was a great guest. And uh, people really enjoyed the format of the podcast. And that kind of got the ball rolling. So a huge hug, heartfelt thanks to everyone who has been a guest previously on this podcast, and to all of my listeners. And again, if you are really enjoying this podcast, uh, share it with your friends. Tell your friends about it. Leave a review on iTunes. That helps us so much. And um, Or send me an email and let me know which episode you enjoyed. Uh, That would just make my day. But I do want to wrap things up with our vocalization tools podcast. So in the in podcast number 49, we talked about all of the incredible, wonderful things that we can do with our students now. And I did make the declaration that gone are the days 
where we just plop our students beside the piano and make them sing by rote. Now, that doesn't mean it's not an important part of lessons, but there are far more engaging, fun, and effective ways to get our kiddos and our adults, really, it's and students of any ages, any age, uh, get them singing in a healthy way, exploring their voices. There's just so much more that we can do with them. So we talked about all sorts of things. We talked about we talked about kazoo's and balls, and I talked about how I use whiteboards for visual cues. I talked about the balloon, singing and following the balloon, percussion instruments. We talked about a lot of different tools. But I want to I want to continue the con- conversation because I have a few more things that I'd like to bring to everyone's attention and I also wanted to use this as an opportunity to bring back uh, some clips from past podcasts cuz there are some incredible Uh, podcasts, some really fantastic interviews. And we've actually touched on this subject before. So I wanted to bring back some uh, interviews from season one, as well as last season, just to wrap up this wonderful topic and to give you some ideas. And again, my guests are so creative, so inspiring. So the first lovely person that I am bringing back, this is from season one. Now you've uh, seen Miss Shannon Coates, Ms. Shannon Coates, I'm sure online. She is uh, so much fun. Her videos are fun. She has a, a Tuesday at 10 video where she talks about vocal things. She has a Friday... Fave, Fave Five Friday newsletter that goes out where she's found really great, interesting stuff all, all along the interwebs, and she shares it. Um, Shannon also was part of the vocal masterclass episode a few episodes uh, back uh, from Las Vegas, and she had some great conversation with my friend um, Brian Lee. But Shannon was one of my guests from the very first season. And in episode number 19, Shannon discussed students who struggle with stillness. She had an entire wonderful conversation about how we can help our students who are wiggly, who are fidgety. Now, this is a fantastic podcast. And even though it's from season one, I highly recommend that you go and check it out. So that's podcast number 19. Every single one of you I know has those students. And they're not just kids. I have adults that cannot hold themselves still, who are dealing with anxiety, who are dealing with too much energy. There are ways that we can work with these these people that is far, far more effective than just telling them to stop. And Shannon talks about this. It's such a great interview. But one of the things that Shannon talked about, which I wanted to bring back to this podcast, was how she uses those resistance bands, those those bands that are all stretchy. You can get them anywhere. You can get them at Walmart. You can get them at Canadian Tire. You can get them at any fitness store. I've even seen them in the dollar store from time to time. Um, but fitness resistance bands, they have applications in the voice lesson and Shannon shares how she uses hers. Now you're also using um, the therapy bands. Yeah. So tell, uh, tell me how those work. So they're, I mean, 
they have lots and lots of applications in terms of traditional technique. Um, you know, we use them often for even just tying around the ribs to the bottom of the ribs mm. to, you know, have some resistance in, on the inhale and mm -hmm. things like that. So there's lots of traditional uses uh, for the TheraBand in the voice studio. But what I've found is for some of these kids who don't have body awareness, mm. and that's part of the problem too, I think when they're, when, when they're agitated like that, they don't have the body awareness right. um, when they're wiggly. <laughs> um, so I, if, they, uh, if I ask them to put the, to, to hold the therapy band in both hands and stretch it out and then put it on their shoulders and just so it's behind their uh, head okay. on the shoulders and then just stretch as they're singing. Ooh. So they're just stretching it as they go. And that helps to open the body so that Ooh. when they're, so they're, because often I find those students, again, if they're not, somehow they're not body aware um, the same way, they end up sort of really crouched over. Oh, um, right. right. Forward. So this gives a tactile sense of stretching and opening and having that openness across the chest. And also it just gives them their hands, again, something to stretch, something to hold on to, mm -hmm. something to kind of play with. It's very similar. I mean, in the olden days, we would sometimes put a broomstick across the back, right? Oh, my gosh. My teacher used to do that. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> So I think this is the better version. <laughs> Agreed. A little, you know, I mean, it's not great. There's no give in a broomstick. So no. that's a lot of tension you can really foster uh, with a broomstick. So this gives the sense of stretching open as opposed to, you know, clunking into a position mm -hmm. um, and locking into a position. So it's a nice stretch. And as I said, it gives them something to do with their hands. And then once, once they've got that tactile feel, they've got that um, in their body, often I can just say, remember what it feels like right. to have the TheraBand across Ooh. your back. And then they can stretch open into that feeling again. Um, sometimes not, but often I can. So it's, yeah, that's one. <laughs> in addition to all of the other great ways to use a TheraBand in the, in the voice studio, of course, but. Oh, a special thank you to the lovely Shannon Coates for sharing uh, that wonderful information. So if you haven't checked out uh, Students Who Struggle With Stillness, podcast number 19, go check it out. Some amazing conversations there. Now, I wanted to um, I wanted to bring back this conversation because it was so much fun. So my special guest, piano and voice teacher, Sarah Campbell. Uh, Sarah was a guest. Um, she did a podcast about podcast number 15 was about workshops and summer camps. Now, if you are interested in doing um, an intensive summer camp, uh, you must listen to podcast number 15. Uh, Sarah has some brilliant ideas about planning and making that happen. And, and summer camps can be a great way to um, to get through those slower summer months. Um, but Sarah is an expert about planning and facilitating those. But I brought Sarah back for podcast number 23, where I asked a whole bunch of teachers about their favorite go-to vocal warm-ups. And Sarah had this very cool prop that she uses from her teaching studio. It's a red boa. That's right, a fuzzy, feathery red boa. And she describes how she uses that to get expressive singing out of her voice students. 
We were talking online a little while ago about warm-ups, and you mentioned something about a feather boa, and you never got to expand on it, and I need to know what you are talking about. So what do you do to your children with the feather boa? (laughs) I have this feather boa. Oh, it's been in my studio for a while. I think it's about six years old now, and it's just barely holding together at this point, I will admit. Um, it's it's mostly whatever's in the inside. Maybe it's rope. It's mostly rope and, and a few feathers that are still attached. <laughs> right. Okay. I keep this in my little props uh, cabinet. And I love to bring out the boa when I'm teaching students to sing legato lines or if I need them to feel a little silly while they're singing their song. Um, So I, I think it's really useful for the legato lines. I like to start on one side of the boa and have the students pull the boa from one hand to the other as they're singing. It's that concept of maybe, you know, painting the rainbow or using that paintbrush to create the slur. But it's a much more physical aspect and they oh, can feel it. Tactile. I love oh, that. Yes. That's a brilliant idea. Yeah. And, and you know... There are so many songs out there that are, they just sound better when you're wearing a boa. <laughs> Let's be honest. Right? I have an adult student who was just in the musical Nonsense. Oh. <laughs> and, oh, now I'm not going to remember the song that, uh, one of her songs, it was the, the one about, oh, I just want to be a star. Right, right. <laughs> and there's, you know, she needed the, the, she red needed the boa at the end, so. It was perfect. Now I have to go out and get a boa for my studio. (laughs) A special thank you to Sarah Campbell for sharing her red feather boa. Uh, Sarah's blog, Sarah's Music Studio, is a just an amazing place to visit. She has great ideas, not just for piano teachers, but for any private music teacher. She shares some amazing Uh, just really fun ideas to bring the fun and inspiration into your teaching studio. So if you haven't checked out her blog, please do so. Now we're moving into our second season and again, another year of amazing conversations. And and I just, I am so, I'm so overwhelmed with this incredible opportunity that I've had to talk to such amazing people. Now, one of my favorite conversations and one that really, really tugged at the heartstrings was podcast number three with Amanda Broadfoot. Now, Amanda uh, is the vice president of Making Light Productions, which is an arts program that is open to students of all abilities. And she shared not only this amazing space, this amazing opportunity that they have created in their community. She's down in Tallahassee, Florida. And uh, she is just so again, another inspiring story about how they got started and um, some of the challenges. But then she also talked about uh, some really wonderful strategies for working with kids with special needs. And uh, it was such a wonderful and one of the most downloaded uh, podcasts that we actually produced last year. So uh, Amanda was talking about some of the activities that she does and how she structures a lesson. But she had this really fun tip about how she uses a mirror and some whiteboard markers 
in her studio. And we have this big mirror in one of our practice rooms where I teach a lot and I'll use dry erase markers on that big mirror that <gasps> that's on the wall and let them draw the lines on there and they can make them as tall as they are or, oh. you know, really small and use different colors. And, um, and so we have a lot of fun doing that. The, I like that idea. Instead of like a piece of paper or a whiteboard on the mirror, that's a great idea. I might steal well, we, that. We use the whiteboards too, but yeah, the mirror is it tends to be a lot of fun. For, it just feels, I guess it feels a little naughty to get to draw on the mirror. and <laughs> But it works real well. If you use real, real dry erase markers, it wipes right off. And um, and I will use the mirror to, to like, I'll put them in front of it right. and draw on their, their mirrored image where their diaphragm is and where their vocal cords and sort of like draw it on their mirrored image on the mirror and let them see. Oh my gosh, uh, that's great. uh, So they can visualize what's going on in their bodies and and watch how their um, rib cage expands and um, where their posture is. And we'll say, can you stand a little taller? Let's, let's draw a line where your head is. And um, (laughs) so yeah, the dry erase markers in the mirror are something that I, I use a lot in that room. A very special thank you to Amanda. And if you get a chance, check out Making Light Productions. What a great organization. It is a not-for-profit organization from Tallahassee, Florida. So much inspiration there. And I know, I don't think I know any voice teachers that don't have a mirror of some sort in their teaching studio. So now you have another little tool in your teaching toolbox uh, and an activity to try. Now, my last clip is from my dear friend, Kristen Coffey Rondeau. Now, Kristen is, uh, she is such an advocate for working with young students. Uh, Not only is she a soprano and a professional singer, a music educator, a private voice teacher, but she's also an ORF certified teacher. So she has a lot of tools at her disposal and a really good information for working with the youngest of our students. Um, she wrote a wonderful blog, which is on our blog, <laughs> a wonderful article that is on our blog about voice lessons for very young students. Uh, really young kids, three, four. No, they're not ready for a traditional voice lesson, but they are ready to sing and they are ready to learn about their bodies and about music and about rhythm and fundamentals. And she put it all together in a really well-written blog. Um, Now, she uh, did a podcast with me um, about working with the young singers. And she talked a lot about body percussion, using the body and getting them comfortable. So our podcast with Kristen was about movement. And I have to tell you, this was a game changer in my teaching studio, not only for my small group classes, but for my adults as well. Uh, And I wanted to bring back a little clip from her podcast about body percussion to share with you. Yeah. So right now I have, um, three classes, one for little bits around four and five, and then one for eh, ages six to eight. And then one for ages eight to 10. And, um, right, right now I don't have access to ORF instruments, but when I do, you know, we use those as well. But even in, you know, even in what we're doing in my, my studio at home, we're still, 
it's still ORF. I think a lot of times people think if it's not recorders and it's not barred instruments, then it's not ORF. But that's not that's not it at all. It's it is again. It's the philosophy. It's the approach. It's is this child led? Is this um, you know creative play, creative exploration? So, um, uh, you know, on, on a practical level, that looks like we'll use um, a lot, lot, lot of body percussion. We use a lot of folk music. We use a lot of um, echo back or like mirroring movement games. Um, we use a lot of, okay, you be the leader, you know, so like I'll give them something to echo back to me. And, you know, we'll do that a few times and then I'll say, okay, who wants to be the boss? You know, and everybody gets to take turns coming up with like a body percussion pattern for us to follow or um, lead us in movement exploration or vocal improv or whatever, or even just, you know, even just like basic follow the leader, you know, I'll put on some music and, you know, one per we, you know, find the beat. And we, you know, we follow this one person and we do whatever they do. And then, you know, you switch a roux and, you know, kind of keep it going that way. Um, all sort of geared towards developing awareness and sensitivity to each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, like you were saying earlier, it's a collaborative art form. So if we're not able to pay attention to each other as musicians and respect the inherent musicianship in each of us, then, you know, I mean, it's that's we kind of miss the point. There we are. So some fun ideas for for uh, working with students really of any age. Do not hesitate to try any of these activities, actually, with your older students. Adults need some encouragement and some inspiration to have some fun as well. So a special guest, so a special thank you to those guests and bringing them back. And uh, if you haven't checked out uh, Kristen's uh, podcast, it was podcast number 43, more movement in the voice lesson. And uh, uh, yeah, just so much great information. So I'm just so, so happy that uh, I get to talk to all these wonderful people. Now, uh, before I sign off, I want to give everybody a little preview of what is coming up in season three. I have, well, I have actually already recorded a whole bunch of podcasts this summer. I have some amazing special guests. I have the wonderful Brian Lee, author of Sane Singing, to talk about his new book, which, by the way, is fantastic. You can find it on Amazon, Sane Singing by Brian Lee. And I am bringing back my dear, dear friend and business guru, Michelle Marquardt DeVoe. She's going to be talking about business things that all of us really need to get a handle on. And she has a great way of simplifying and inspiring you to not only be an incredible voice teacher, but an incredible business person as well. I had an amazing conversation just the other day with Rachel Goldenberg and Jessica DeMars. Now, Rachel is a voice teacher and Jessica is a physiotherapist. They're out in Calgary, Canada, and they have a one of a kind class, a singing class for people who have respiratory conditions. 
Very inspiring, very interesting information. I cannot wait to release that. Um, I'm also excited to talk to some children's composers this year. So my, actually this past year, we talked to the wonderful and hilarious Donna Rodenizer and Andy Dunker. What a fun podcast that was. And in that podcast, we actually shared some of Donna's music. So if you hadn't heard Donna's music, go check that out. Um, also talked to Ben Bowen, a local composer and music educator here, and shared some of his music. So uh, my next composer that's up for interview is a Glenn Lehman from Australia. He will be my first Australian guest. So excited. And he's going to talk about Song Library. Glenn writes music and is commissioned to write music for children all over the world. So exciting. Now, on top of some amazing guests, we're also going to be talking about topics that are really important that come up a lot on forums. One of them is making peace with the voice. How do you help that student that doesn't like their voice. And you know what's really frustrating is that student that doesn't like their voice has a perfectly fine voice. It's a lovely voice, but they just don't really like it. So I that is a collaborative effort with a with a group of teachers. So I've asked a bunch of teachers how they approach these challenges. Um, we're going to dive into helping our singers by helping how do we help them read music and sight singing. Uh, I'm also going to be uh, starting a new type of podcast, which is basically called a Freebie Friday Masterclass. So once a month, thefullvoice.com, we release a download for voice teachers. It's on our free resources page. But uh, we wanted to give you more tools to get the most out of it. So we're going to, uh, when it's appropriate, to do a little podcast about the free download how you can use it and discuss some of the technical challenges or maybe some ways to approach it um, for students of all ages. So that's really exciting feature that we're going to have. And for those of you who are working with small group vocal classes, I have some more podcasts and ideas coming up for you. That is a growing opportunity for voice teachers in the private teaching studio. Small group classes, amazing opportunity, um, not only to make more money in your teaching studio, but to and to work with young singers. Um, but it's an amazing opportunity for young singers to get started with a singing program. So I will have lots of ideas and some more podcasts about that. So there you have it. Finishing up with the vocalization tools, previewing some of the amazing guests that are coming up on the full voice this season. As always, I want to thank you for finding time in your schedule to listen and to learn. If you haven't already, would you kindly go to iTunes and leave a review? That helps us so much. If you have purchased our teacher's guide on Amazon or any of our resources on Amazon, would you kindly please leave a review? Those help us so much. As always, I am wishing you an inspired day of teaching and happy singing. Thank you for listening to the Full Voice Podcast. For more information and teacher resources, please visit our website at thefullvoice.com. Made by Canoe Music. Canoe Music.ca.